this is really weird, all these lollipops. This is the first time I, I, I've, I've preached where everybody had a lollipop in their mouth. Like, yeah. Um, well, awesome. I am excited to be able to talk to you this morning. And uh, I just want to share what I've been kind of processing, uh, preparing for Easter. And I've been thinking about, we have a tradition that we've kind of grown up with um, that goes back, I don't know, beyond my grandmother. Of uh, We take eggs and uh, you hard boil, boil the eggs, and then you turn like the, the, the round ed towards the other round ed, and you smash them together, and you say, Christos Anesti. Christos Anesti. And it means Christ is risen in Greek. And what happens is uh, you, you try to smash the other person's egg. So it's very Christian. And then uh, you flip it around, and you do the other, and you see who wins. And, you know, we've been doing it with our kids, and it's fun. You know, it's one of those traditions. We're religion-free. We're religion-free at River City Church. But this is one, you know, I think I can let creep in to my family because it's smashing eggs, you know. I mean, how cool is that? The kids, they're into it. They're ready to do it. But this morning, we, you know, we, we have this declaration of Christ is risen. And, and you may not know this, but this is kind of a, um, it's an especially cool Easter because the whole world is celebrating Easter on the same day. That the whole world, the, the, the Eastern church, the Western church, we, we recognize uh, that, that this is the day that we're going to set aside to remind ourselves that Christ is risen. Whether it's Christos, Anesti, or in, in other languages, in, in nearly every language, in every culture, in every country, this is the day where people remind themselves Christ is risen in their own language, in their own way, in their own worship, just like we had our worship, you know, maybe, maybe not as loud as River City Church, maybe louder, maybe with instruments, maybe without instruments, but everywhere around the world today, there is this powerful declaration of the church. The church says in one voice, Christ is risen. Christ is risen. And what does it mean? Like, what, is, what does that mean for me? What does that how? What, what, what's the implications of this? Why is it important for us to, to even recognize this? And so that's kind of what I want to talk about this morning. So let, let me pray for us. God, we invite you into this place. Uh, Holy Spirit, we pray that you would move on us, that uh, you would change us this morning, that you would inspire us, that you would give us hope. And God, that you would teach us the meaning of Christ is risen in our own life. We pray in Jesus' name, amen. You know, the first thing I think about Christ is risen um, is that it's a sign. It's a sign for all generations. This is Jesus in uh, Matthew chapter 12, verse 40. He says, For as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of a huge fish, so the Son of Man will be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. In the heart of the earth. This idea, Jesus is saying, I am going to leave you a sign that will be for all generations. And he calls it the sign of Jonah. For, for, for all time, they will talk about this sign that I'm going to give you. Just like Jonah I am going to go and spend three days gone, and then I'm going to come back. And when I come back, it's going to show you that everything I've said is true. If you don't believe in, in, in all the stuff that I've said so far, just, just wait, because I'm going to give you a sign that will be for all generations, and that's us. We get to see the sign of Jonah on Jesus, this resurrection that, that Christ is risen. It is a declaration of truth. It's a declaration. If you're here I know there's people here that, that were forced, okay? Statistically, there are people here that did not want to come, okay? I'm cool with that. I'm all right with that. But I want you to know that we as a church believe in the resurrection of Jesus. We don't believe, you know, oh, it was the resurrection of the idea of Jesus or that it was some, you know, great philosophy. We believe 
in the resurrection because it's something that we can point to. When we say Christ is risen, we can point to a, a, a date and a time and a place where God entered humanity and, and, and he chose to live in a way that was unique. And then he died and he rose again. And we can point to that day and say Christ is risen. It's a declaration of truth. It's a declaration when we doubt. Man, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I can believe what I've heard about God. I don't know if I can believe the promises of God. There's, there's stuff I'm dealing with. And I, I, it is a declaration of truth. Christ is risen. Look back at the resurrection. Look at the sign of Jonah and find confidence. Find truth in your life. And it's more than that. It's a reminder that there's always hope. Christ is risen is a declaration of truth, but it's also a reminder that there is always hope. No matter what our situation, no matter what we've done, no matter what mess we find ourselves in, there is always hope. Just like Antley talked about earlier, the disciples come and, and they see Jesus on a cross. Surely there's no hope. Surely this is it. But it's not. Why? Because Christ is risen Christ is risen. There was always hope. It's a lie that, there, that there's no hope. Romans chapter 5 verse 8 says this. But God, God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. While we were still in the midst of, of, our, of our junk, in the midst of, of, of the worst ungodly things you can imagine, Christ died for us. Christ died for us in the midst of it. Jesus can handle our junk. Jesus can, there's, there's always room for hope because Jesus can deal with it. On the cross, it's been dealt with. He didn't wait for you to get all cleaned up and, and spiffy. While we were still sinners, Jesus died for us. And many times we think about, you know, the blonde-haired, blue-eyed, flowery Jesus running around with furry animals and a halo Oh, sweet baby Jesus. And we can't imagine that he could deal with my, my junk. I almost said a word I shouldn't say. Yeah. But it's true. I mean, I want to use it because it's so bad. Like, it doesn't matter. Can God deal with the way that I've, I've, I've treated my family? Can God deal with the fact that I'm an adulterer? Can I talk to him about my addictions, pornography, alcoholism? Can I, talk, can I talk to Jesus about it? Oh, no, no, not sweet Jesus. No, not sweet Jesus. He can't handle that. That's not the Jesus of the Bible. The Jesus of the Bible meets us where we are in the midst of it and says there's hope. Why? Because Christ is risen. Because Christ is risen, there is always hope. He meets us where we are in the midst of it. The deepest parts of our sins, the deepest crevices of humanity, Jesus comes and he shines light on it. And he says, I'm here to deal with it. And on the cross, it is dealt with. On the cross, he became sin and he died. And it saves us, not of our own doing. Nothing that we could have done on our own. He reaches out and he saves us, but it doesn't stop with his death on the cross. It doesn't stop with death on the cross. We don't get together as a church once a year and go, Jesus died. Jesus died. Hey, welcome to church. Jesus died. There wouldn't be a church. Hear me on this. There would not be a church if it, if it ended there. If it ended with Good Friday, if it ended with death on a cross, we wouldn't be getting together to celebrate Jesus. He doesn't stop there. 
Christ is risen. Paul says at one point, death has been swallowed up in victory. Christ is risen. The resurrection shows us that not only did he take on our sin, not only did he take on all of this stuff, but he overcame it. He won. He came out on the other side of it victorious. He won the victory for us, for what we were incapable of doing on our own. He did for us. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 3. Blessed be the God, the Father, the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to, uh, to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Born again into a living hope, this idea that, that there's a hope that is alive because of the resurrection. The declaration that Christ is risen is, is a living hope. It's something that we can always look to, we can always find hope in. The great philosopher, theologian, trying to think of a title for Todd Chupp. (laughs) Talking about the cross, he said this, he said, it signals the end of worst case scenarios and no-win situations. And that's really good news. It means that despair and hopelessness are a lie. Think about that for a second. It means the end of no-win situations because you look at that situation of Jesus on the cross and you think, it doesn't get any worse than that. God incarnate, the Son of God, crucified, dead. It doesn't get any worse than that. But Christ is risen. We have the resurrection. And it reminds us that despair and hopelessness have to be a lie. And it's hard for us because some of us are living on, in Friday or we're living in Saturday and, and, and we, we're not living in Sunday that Christ is risen. We think there's no way I could have hope. There's no way. I, I live in this despair. It's a lie. Christ is risen. In spite of our circumstances, in spite of the things that are going on, there is always hope, even facing death. Jesus at one point says, because I live, you also will live. Because I live, you also will live. Because Christ is risen, you will rise. Because of the work that I'm going to accomplish, you will accomplish great things. Tim Keller, he points to the last book in the Lord of the Rings series, and he talks about Sam Ganji, one of the guys, uh, one of the main characters, and and he gets knocked out, and he thinks everybody's dead, and they've lost, and everything. And he wakes up, and he discovers instead that all of his friends are there, And he cries out, Gandalf, I thought you were dead. But then I thought I was dead. Is everything sad going to come untrue? Is everything sad going to come untrue? And that should be our response because yes, yes, the resurrection of Jesus signals to us for all times that everything sad is going to come untrue. The answer of the Bible is yes. The resurrection shows us that there is more to this life. There is more to what we can experience now, and there's more to what we can experience after this life. We live in the Christian hope, the Christian hope that Jesus preached in the language of the Bible because Christ is risen, because of this declaration, because of our our faith in the resurrection, it gives substance to the hope, the Christian hope, that we can be made new, that God is a God who makes all things new, that God loves us in spite of ourselves. Hope that there's, there's more to this life. Hope that this world isn't the end all. Hope that one day we will be like him. Hope that our prayers are heard. Hope that there's a God who cares. 
This is all wrapped up in the Christian hope and and, and the foundation of that is our faith in the resurrection that it signals once and for all that, that there is always hope. And when we find ourselves losing hope, for those of us this morning, I don't see a way out. I don't see a way out. There's always a way. We serve a God who moves mountains. We serve a God who, who raise, raises people from the dead, who heals, who gives when we don't deserve it. There is always hope in the declaration, Christ is risen. But it's more than just a statement against the lies of the enemy. It's a rallying cry of the church. It should be something that we, that we yell as we move forward. As we're on the, on the offensive, Romans chapter 8, Paul makes this point. He's, he's talking about that, uh, that the Spirit of God, the Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in us. The same Spirit that rose Jesus from the dead lives in us. And he goes on to say this in Romans eight thirty seven. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels, nor demons, neither the present, nor the future, nor any powers, neither height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Christ is risen. This declaration, we are more than conquerors. The Spirit of God lives in us. We're more than, we're not just defending ourselves. We're on the offensive We attack not only the lies of the enemy, but we attack the works of the enemy. We attack the the things that have been done. We we charge them. And we rally behind this fundamental belief that Christ is risen. The picture in the Bible is hell is on the defense. The gates of hell will not prevail against what? Our offensive as we attack, as the kingdom of God, as as the reign of God advances We say Christ is risen as we charge. In my life, I think of the areas of my life that I want. I want that reality. I want to charge them. I don't want to settle. It's it's natural, I think, for us to resign ourselves. You know what? If if we can just resign ourselves, well, hey, I I I just I I can't deal with this. It's always going to be this way. I'm good. I'm fine. And we leave it at that. Things can't change. Oh, this is, oh, some of us are more spiritual. Oh, this is my thorn. This is what God just wants me to live with. And we use it as an excuse to be on the defense. Christ is risen. Christ is risen. We should be on the offensive. We should say, I'm not going to settle for that. I'm going I'm to go for it. I'm going to go for God. I'm, I'm, I want things to change. Is that name it, claim it theology? Is it, is it wrong? It's Jesus. Jesus is the one. Ask, seek, knock. Be diligent. Keep doing it. Keep asking over and over and over until you get what you're asking for. That's the kind of language that Jesus uses. We should be fighting. We shouldn't be limping along. We're empowered to deal with it. We're more than conquerors. The Spirit of God lives within us. His power is made perfect in our weakness. That's awesome. Christ is risen, our battle cry. It's a lie that we can't change. It's a lie that there's no hope. It's a lie that things are going to stay the way they are. In God's kingdom, a leopard can change its spots. 
In God's kingdom, you can teach an old dog new tricks. I was going to make a joke about the old people in the church, but you get where I'm going. Old things can be made new. We can all be made new. It doesn't matter where we've been. Christ is risen. It signals for us that we can be made new. And, and more than that, we can experience more. There is always more of God to be had. Some of you are like, oh, I'm good. Got enough of God. Nobody would say that. But we live our life in that way. We live our life. No, no, seriously, I'm good. Got, I got enough Jesus to, you know, I can coast for the rest. Thanks anyways. There's always more. There's more freedom that we can experience. There's more areas of our life that we can bring the, the rulership of God into to, to, to receive change and newness. More freedom, more love, more transformation, more of everything that we read about in the scriptures. In Philippians, Paul says, I want to know the power of the resurrection. I want to know that power in my life. I want to see it. I want to pursue it. I want to be in a place. I love hearing the testimonies where people put themselves in a place where it's going to take the power of the resurrection to get out of. It's going to take the power of the resurrection for this thing to happen. And then we see it happen. I want it all. Not because I'm greedy, but because I read about it in the scriptures. And because I believe Christ is risen. Have you ever felt powerless? Like your, like your life was out of control? Have you felt powerless to change some situation? Breaking an addiction? Saving a relationship? Getting out of debt? Whatever. Whatever the situation. Christ came back to empower us. To live as he lived. And this morning, your cry, our cry, together as a church, our battle cry is Christ is risen. Testifies to the fundamental truth that we believe as Christians. And it reminds us that there's always hope. There is always hope to advance the kingdom of God in our lives and the lives of those around us. Let me pray. God, we thank you for Easter. We thank you that you rose. We thank you that you didn't, you didn't choose to just die on a cross, but you chose to came back and to show us. We pray that you would change us, that you would give us hope, that you would restore things that have been stolen from us, that you would restore hope that you would restore expectation. And I pray that you would make all things new, every area, that there would be no area of our lives that we hold back from your restoration and your transformation. Give us freedom this morning by the power of the resurrection. Amen.